Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Love Leading Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Shannon Roberts. Thank you for joining me today. I am going to be starting a three-part series on such an important topic that I um, want to be able to share with you and how I work with my couples. You know, it comes kind of into the course of the work um, after we've kind of really gone in and helped them um, really understand a way of looking at love and each other, a different lens, a paradigm shift in the way they view their relationship with their spouse. Um, And I'm going to be sharing with you one of the three ways that we can actually change our brain. I know that's kind of a, a weird thing to think about when I'm in the area of um, couples counseling, right? That I'm gonna talk to you about brain work, right? But we have learned so much in the area of romantic attachment and how it impacts the way we function in our most important relationship. Um, So in order for me to introduce the first part of this series, I have to kind of go backwards a little bit to share with you about attachment. Um, A lot of you have probably been more and more aware of the attachment literature, um, attachment science, and that there's this biological um, regulator in our emotional brain that keeps us attached to our primary caregivers. Um, And the reason why babies feel distress when um, their most important people are not near in proximity or near in emotional availability, Um, the distress signal that goes off in their body resulting in them crying because they need something and it kind of activates within that primary caregiver, their desire to move towards um, their child to um, provide either provision or care or comfort. And that attachment um, regulator, that biological thing that got implanted into our brains to keep survival of this child throughout their whole developmental um, years until their brain is fully developed. And that's between mostly ages of 21 to 25. It just doesn't go away after full emotional development. When that full emotional brain um, is developed. That is the thing that then transfers to your romantic attachment partner. It is the same kind of co-regulator where we are hardwired and designed to be in a deep connection with one person. And this is the way that we have been designed to be interdependent on one another. And so what happens, though, is that in our developmental years or maybe in other um, romantic attachment relationships or maybe in the current relationship that you're in, we we develop areas of vulnerability and sensitivities emotionally. 
maybe when um, that full co-regulation um, that you came out of your childhood with, maybe primary caregivers, let's, be, let's face it, us parents, we're just not perfect. And so when we haven't had um, maybe at times when we have felt maybe loved or accepted or where um, those primary caregivers haven't been as available or responsive to needs, um, we develop kind of sensitive spots. And so when those appear in our current most important relationships where it matters most to us that those people are loving and accepting and available and responsive to care and comfort. Um, and it seems to have a distinct patterning that maybe we have a little heightened sensitivity to. Then we go into kind of more of a reactionary kind of uh, uh they call it a amygdala hijacked, and that's a big old psychobabble world word for self-protection. And we get into our fight, our flight, our freeze, um, as we're protesting, not feeling these things that we need in the relationship. And, and so sometimes couples come in and they have this distinct um, kind of way of interacting um, in those times of uncertainty, maybe in their fight cycle or um, those core beliefs that um, slowly come into the relationship that maybe their partner isn't there for them or they don't feel heard or they uh, don't feel loved or desired in some kind of capacity or maybe the um, the feeling that they're not available or responsive to their needs. And we do have those action tendencies and the more we kind of move into that um, action tendency pattern, and the more we travel that, it creates a neural pathway in our brain. And I know you're thinking, Shannon, this is way, 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 <laughs> way too much for me um, to listen to and understand. But um, the message isn't how it happens, that it happens. And then when couples actually find different ways of interacting, when we really create more of that connect communication cycle, we're able to take them to this next level of deeper emotional engagement. When they really understand the calling and the purpose of this interaction with their loved one, being that God designed them to be a healing partner, a healing agent. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to introduce three different ways that um, we have seen in research that is also biblically supported where um, that interaction or some kind of interaction actually changes those neural pathways. It changes the brain. So in the beginning, when I'm working with couples, let's say if I had electrodes up hooked up to their brain and they um, move into these core sensitivities, these core vulnerabilities, the way they interact, um, if those electrodes were going off, it would be in, going off at, in their back brain, that reptilian gut self-protection brain would be lighting up, right? But as we reduce their fight cycle, as we create a connect communication cycle, uh, and then we move them into, you know, this other place of vulnerability, a deeper level of core beliefs of themselves and or their relationship. And they begin emotionally engaging in those more raw, tender spaces. 
and taking the ability to take risks and sharing um, and exposing these core beliefs or these core thoughts, whether it came from family of origin, whether it came from previous relationships, or whether it's just revealing some of the past um, healing uh, pain points in the relationship itself. When that relationship has gotten to a place of such safety and security, and one is able to really kind of expose that in a tender, soft kind of way. And they feel certain that the response from their partner is going to be safe and secure, that it it matters to them, that they really see that their presence in the relationship could be that of a healing partnership. Then we see healing and it takes both. It takes both um, of the relationship in the coupleship to get to a place of safety and security where one is willing to take vulnerable risk and the other one is willing to hold space and show tender care to meet vulnerability with empathy. What we're seeing is that brings healing in these areas of raw vulnerabilities. I'm gonna say that again because it's huge. When a couple gets to a place where they feel safe and secure enough to really expose and reveal tender spots of core beliefs or core hurts or core needs, and and it's both and, and in those moments when they're not certain how the partner is going to respond and the partner responds with empathy and compassion and they show care and that it matters to them. Just that interaction, that presence of emotional co-regulation changes the brain. New neural pathways, neuroplasticity is what it's called. New neural pathways can get formed. And that continued interaction of safety and security of being known at that very deep, raw level can actually shrink in, shrink in, shrink, shrink the reactionary brain, that tendency to self-protect. And it brings a lessening of that reactivity in those core emotional vulnerable places and soft spots. And it's just a beautiful uh, scene of how God describes and created that interdependence in marriages to be known and to be and to know at a deeper level. And when we get couples to this place and they take more and more risk and we see more and more compassion and we see reactionary brain tendencies reduce And then they're not seeing that fight cycle nearly as much. And they're not reacting in situations as they did before. Then they continue to build on that and continue to take more risks and to go back maybe in um, past pain points and have conversations that become healing conversations where they're experiencing their partner in a safe and secure kind of way that counteracts those tendencies to believe that they don't, that their partner 
doesn't think it matters to them. And it replaces those stories, those old narratives, and their partners become back to the best version of where they started in their relationship. And so today, mostly what I want you to get, there are actually three healing pathways. One today that I'm addressing is your partner being that safe and secure co-regulation space where they can meet that compassion um, and meet that empathetic response to that area of uncertainty emotionally, that they become your healing partner. It's a beautiful scene. It's wonderful to watch couples get to this place where they learn how and they see through a lens that they are God's representative. They become the hands and feet of Christ in that interaction to represent that healing touch, that healing word, that healing interaction that really can change your brain. And we're seeing it in the romantic attachment literature. And we're seeing it in the ability to then have similar conversations. So again, let's go back to those electrodes. Let's say that we enter into another place where it had been in the past a high reactivity topic or theme. And we're back into that conversation and the electrodes are lighting up the front part of your brain. That reactionary back brain, has now kind of been overridden with a new neural pathway where we can secure each other emotionally in that more abstract, that more prefrontal cortex interaction where we can stay grounded and we can stay in problem solving. We can stay in um, that ability to interact in a way that we aren't reacting in our fight, in our flight or our freeze. So this week, I want you to really begin understanding the power that you have in your relationship. A lot of times couples will talk about, well, they tend to have a heightened sensitivity to feeling like they're being abandoned or unheard. And they don't really understand. And so sometimes that becomes a place of contention. And they fight over the same, you know, uh, triggers. They have the same argument over and over, over this place of sensitivity. Maybe, maybe even um, a partner will use it against them, um, not understanding that they actually can be equipped to get the very thing that they are wanting. They're wanting their partner not to trigger, not to react, to not be so sensitive in these areas. And so they counterintuitively will use it as you need to go fix yourself or this is not my problem, it's yours or <laughs> um, all kinds of different things. And you're probably thinking, my goodness, they probably have heard our conversations, right? But they, uh, they transfer that knowledge, that new lens of understanding that in order to help their partner get to this place of safety and security, that they can move towards their partner in that healing kind of way. And they're getting not only the satisfaction of creating the space that takes that relationship out of those hijacked moments, but they are being um, given the awesome responsibility of being the key 
component of helping that happen. So today is um, one of the ways that we can change our brains. I'm going to be introducing the other two in the next series coming up in the weeks to come, um, all of which can be incorporated in the healthy confines of that deep emotional love and abiding, becoming safe and secure, and really um, helping our partners in those really hard emotional moments. So thank you for letting me share that. I hope that you understand it. It is explained in full detail in my NOC for Life method, and especially in my new book, The Naked and Exposed, using the NOC for Life method in your marriage, learning how to love well. Tune in next week as I begin unveiling other ways that we can actually be in this healing um, relationship with one another. Until then, go and love well. See you next time. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.